0: The Fitness for the Fairways podcast, helping you make your body the best club in your bag. Joe interviews the best strength coaches, physical therapists, and golf professionals to help you take your golf performance to the next level. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness for the Fairways podcast. I am your host, Joe Gambino. I'm a physical therapist in the New York City area, making the move down to the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Uh, for those of you who have actually reached out to me and uh, congratulated me and wished me the best, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, I'm excited for the move. I will officially be d- be down there um, in August, and I'll be working in the North Raleigh area at a clinic called the PT Initiative. So if you guys Need anything, please feel free to, to let me know. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Joe Gambino, DPT is the handle, or you can shoot me an email, support at par4performance.com. And just love connecting with all of you guys. So continue to do so. And um, I think I haven't played golf since the last time you guys listened to me talk um, when we had Mike Stell on the podcast. And I have not played since, um, but I will be playing on Monday, the day this podcast will actually be launched. And this one is uh, going to be somewhat near and dear to me. I'm playing Windwatch, um, which is a course out here in Long Island, and it has been the course that decides to destroy me every single time that I play it i'm always um right around the one thirty mark when I play here um I think last two times i played here i've had sixteen penalties um on both times I just happen to find water everywhere it is even if it's not in play um so hopefully this time is is the time um if there's any course I would really love to um break one hundred for for the first time it is this course and I think I have, I will have an easier time this time because I do have more distance than I usually do, um, so typically the way I used to play with my, you know, distances where they were using irons, no driver, uh, water was almost always in my, my hitting ranges, I almost always found water um, regardless of what I tried laying up, hitting a longer club, didn't matter, it was just just a magnet. And I'm sure you guys all know how golf balls tend to be magnetized towards water. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic that I will be way better than I think I shot a 128 there last time. Um, and I will be hopefully breaking 100 there. And ooh, man, would that feel good. But enough about me and my attempts at you know breaking 100. There's no real updates here. Uh, This week's episode, we are going. It's just me. We're doing solo, mono. A to your ear. I don't really know how else to say that. Uh, Didn't quite come out the way I thought it would in my head. But we are talking golf warm up today, and this is something that popped up on Instagram. Someone had asked me a question about it, and obviously, you guys cannot see um, exercises, so I will not be. I will do my best to not use specific exercises. I may talk about some as a example for those of you who may understand. But if not, we're really talking about concepts. We're talking about what does a good warm-up include? Why the hell should you really bother doing it? How much time do you need? Uh, things like that, right? So I really want to prepare you guys to warm up properly because there are lots of benefits um, involved. So as I was prepping for this podcast, I did a simple Google search um, for golf warmups to see what popped up on the first page. And I really like to do that um, before or really just all the time to see what kind of things pop up um, you know, on the web, on that first page, because those are the things that you as a consumer, you guys are going to find them um, they're on the first page you're going to think that they're reputable, you're going to click on the links, you're going to read them, and then you're going to take it um, as something you should be doing or as you should not be doing, whatever the advice is that they're giving you. And that's not always the case. And In the case of searching for golf warmups, outside of one article on the first page that was from TPI, Titleist Performance Institute, who is a great resource. So I would constantly read some of their stuff. I'm TPI certified. I really believe in their methods. You get a lot of TPI certified instructors on this podcast. Um, So outside of that one article, the rest of them were absolute trash. Okay. They either gave a shitty reason for why you should be warming up, or they give you exercises that don't actually warm you up. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up because if you are going with first page results, you still need to be uh, mindful of where you're getting information from. So luckily, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you are trying to be educated. You find that this stuff resonates with you. You find that you've tried some of the things and it's worked. Um, So I will help guide you along this pathway of finding information. That's why I don't like it to only be my voice. That's why many of the episodes are interview style. Because sure, I can give you all the information that I know, but getting other opinions, other people's thought processes, um, and then getting... Other trusted sources on this podcast, so that you can get more information um, or help in the realms of golf fitness, golf rehab, and even when we get swing coaches and professional players on the podcast to improve your game in all aspects. All right. So let's uh, let's jump on in here um, because I want to start to before I preach about all the reasons you should be doing a warm up. Okay, I want to talk about what a warm up actually is and every warm up that we do should do two things the first one should be increase your core body temperature the second increase your body's neurological drive helping you express more strength more power and better performance regardless of your sport now we're here we're talking about golf but it doesn't matter if you're working out in the gym um going out for a run playing basketball or some other sport okay your warm-up for whatever you're about to do should have done an increasing of your core's body temperature and increasing your body's neurological drive. Now, 95, 90% of the warm-ups I see online are great in the fact that they will help you move a little bit better, but they miss the mark because they they don't do part two, which is increase your neurological drive. Now, you're probably sitting here thinking like, well, what the hell... Is Joe talking about when he says neurological drive? Like, what does that mean? And I will tell you a little bit of a of a, I'll give you an example. Really, so if you've worked out before, if you haven't, and you're listening to this podcast, that's amazing. I hope that this podcast is the thing that gets you to go out and work out for the first time. If I can help one person get into fitness or change their relationship with with fitness this podcast is more than worth it just from that. Um, But if you've worked out and you've lifted some moderately heavy weights, this example is going to resonate really well with you because it's the same phenomenon whether you're walking into the gym and about to lift something relatively heavy, or if you're going out and you're going to hit a golf ball and you'll see why in a second. Now, let's say you walk into the gym, you're strolling in and you find an open squat rack and you're like, okay, great. I'm squatting today. I'm going to go over there and I'm Put my stuff down, settle up into the squat rack. No one in their right mind is going to just pop 225 pounds on the bar and then squat without doing something else first. The reason is, even if you knew you can squat 225 for multiple reps, it's super doable. You've done it over and over again. It's not, it's heavy, but it's not impossible if you went in there completely cold, your nervous system would not be ready to create that kind of force. And you probably would succeed lifting 225 pounds, but it's going to feel way heavier than normal. It's going to feel extremely hard. And you probably are going to be due as many reps um, as when you had warmed up properly um, and prepared yourself for 225 like a normal human being would. Now, if you've ever got to a first set of an exercise, and you're like, wow, that feels really heavy, and then it gets better and better as your sets go on, that is because you did not warm up properly, okay? So, in the case of this person who's going to squat 225, what some people may do, they're going to do some hip mobility work, they're going to do some sort of activation drills, and then when they're getting into the squat rack, they're going to probably do some bodyweight squats. They'll probably squat the bar, they'll add 135 pounds to the bar and squat that for a few reps to warm up, then they'll move up to 185, then they'll go to 205, and then they're ready for their working sets at 225 pounds. And this process of moving a little bit, starting really, really general, and then working specific and adding more weight on the bar is precisely what increasing your neurological drive is. Every time you add weight to the bar, your body, your nervous system is saying, whoa, there's weight. I need to get my nervous system a little more amped up. I need to get into this flight or fight um, response mode. I need to get blood flow to those muscle tissues. I need to be ready for heavier loads if that's coming. And then what happens, you go a little bit heavier. You add some more weight. You warm up with that weight. Body's like, whoa, there's even more load on my back. I'm going to respond appropriately. And then you go 205. Same thing happens. And this way, you've worked your way up. Your body has felt different weights. It's slowly preparing itself for 225. So now when you put 225 pounds on your back, your body's ready for the stimulus. And what you've done was you've created in your nervous system a increased ability for it to produce force and become and be ready for what you're about to throw at it which is more squats okay and when we think of it this way the same thing should be done when we're prepping for golf. Golf is a ballistic sport. It requires high forces at fast speeds. And I mean, if we look at it, there are lots of forces that are played onto your joints, especially your spine. And I've seen articles out there that say that the forces in your spine can be up to nine times your body weight um, with each swing Um, And I believe these are with your driver. So that's a lot of force that your body's trying to absorb. If you're going out there cold and stiff, maybe even a little bit achy, um, it's going to be very hard for you to be to get out there in the first tee box and be successful and not feel stiff, achy, painful during the round, after the round, so on and so forth. So we want to warm up properly for these reasons. We want to make sure that we're not just increasing our body temperature and making our body a little bit more mobile, but we're actually trying to get our body prepared for what it is um, to come. Okay, so when it comes to a golf warm-up, we need to hit a few things. We're going to hit a few key mobility areas that get the body moving optimally. We're going to engage some muscles to start that process of increasing the neural jive. We're going to implement a free movements that are almost movement skill acquisition things. And since we're talking about golf, they're going to be geared towards golf. And then we're going to perform some ballistic movements to start to further that neural drive and get it ready to swing a club. Now, based on what I just said, I personally think "warm up" is a very mediocre word to describe this entire process. In reality, What we're really doing is movement preparation. When I hear warm-up, when you hear warm-up, you're probably thinking, oh, I need to do a couple of movements. I just need to get my body moving before I go out and play golf. I think a a real warm-up, and I'm not going to change that terminology because that's the terminology that we all commonly use, but I want you to associate warm-up with something more than just moving your body and think of it more as movement preparation. How do I get my body prepared for the task at hand? All right. So when we think of it this way, and when we do it properly, you're going to notice improvements in distance off the tee, especially those first few holes. You're going to have less stiffness, less achiness. You're going to feel really good getting out there. You're also going to have a decreased risk of injury because we prepared the body. We're not just going out there cold and then throwing large and high levels of forces that your body is not ready for in that moment in time. So your chances of getting hurt are decreased. And that is what we're looking for when it comes to a warm-up. So a warm-up takes roughly 10, 20-ish minutes to do properly okay you can do it before you leave your house you don't have to do it at the, at the golf course you don't want I mean I think currently in the trend if someone's doing a warm-up type thing at the golf course people are kind of looking over like what the hell is this person doing um, so but you can do it at home in the comfort of your own home and those benefits will carry over when you get to the golf course I also recommend that if there is a range there you hit a couple balls before you go out because I think that will further develop the neural drive more. Um, kind of specific to the golf swing. And it also allows you to kind of fine tune a little bit. So if you're working on something, it helps you kind of get all those things out. So when you get on the golf course, those you don't have to go through all of those thought processes um, to get things going. You can actually just go out there and play. All right. So I want to give you guys a nice template for how to properly warm up. If you take some exercises and plug it into this template, you will always have a an effective warm-up every single time regardless of the activity. So whether it's golf, whether it's playing basketball, whether it's going to the gym and doing a workout, whether it's going for a run, it doesn't matter. You follow the template. And you're just going to make it specific to the activity at hand. Okay, so when we start a warm up, the first thing we're going to do is we're just going to do some muscle activation. And I hate the word muscle activation. In reality, and this is when someone says muscle activation to you, this is what you should be thinking in your head. You're thinking you're trying to increase your neural drive, you're trying to prep your nervous system for something. So it's not like muscles have a switch and we're going to activate it and turn it on. And then we're going to later, we're going to flip the switch and we're going to turn it off. We have levels of awareness in a sense. We have resting state where our body is going to be prepared for a specific amount of stuff. And then when something stressful happens, we have a flight or fight response, which amps us up and gets ready for something um, more challenging than sitting at home watching TV, all right, which you can have a flight or fright response if you're watching something that is dramatic or or scary or something like that, but that's besides the point. When we're doing this, we really want to, when we're thinking about muscle activation, that's exactly what we're thinking. We're thinking about going from a hunt, uh, from. 45-pound bar to 95 pounds of weight to 135 pounds, we're slowly getting the body more prepared to utilize its resources. And that's what muscle activation is. And when we do that, we're hitting the major centers of the body. We're doing some shoulder movement, we're doing some trunk movements, and we're doing some hip movements with the idea of just engaging the muscles and preparing your body to use them with everything else we're about to do. Then we go into dynamic warm-up. Now, do not think of this as a mobility session. You are not going to spend 30 minutes doing mobility work. You're not even going to do the things that you suck at. What you're going to do is you're going to uh, take yourself through general movement patterns that hit the shoulder, the trunk, and the hips. Those things are just designed to get you moving better and feeling better, priming the way that you move, maximizing what you have, not improve those qualities, okay? Very, very distinct different things. Then we talk about having a movement skill integration um, portion. This is working on disassociation of the spine from the hips, the hips from the spine. This is doing some positional um, work either at the top of the backswing or through your follow-through or some key points where we're using um, some sort of resistance to Create that awareness of positions. And then the neural activation component this is jumping, med ball works, kettlebell works, speed work. Um, Obviously, you're not going to take this to an extent that you're going to fatigue your body, but you're going to start to utilize these principles to really get your nervous system ramped up and ready to go to swing hard and fast when you get to that first T box. Okay? You spend your 10, 20 minutes doing this type of warm-up, you get to the course, and then again, you can become even further sport specific with your warm-up by hitting and taking some balls out at the driving range, okay? So, how do I prepare? I know I said that your warm-ups is not a mobility drill, but what I always do is I will start personally picking one exercise for each area, or really not just each area. I will pick One or two exercises that really hit my weak links. Um, So I really like to work on spinal segmentation, and I really like to work a little bit on hip rotation, and I just like to prime that and get my body more and just just bring awareness to my body of those areas. And that's it. It's really quick, dry run, get it through, build some awareness, and then I'm going into my activation. I have some bands in my apartment. And I'll take myself through some shoulder drills. I'll take myself through some sp- some core work. And I'm going to take myself through some hip exercises to just get muscles working. Just feel like my body's a little bit more under me, a little more athletic. Then I will work on some disassociation drills. Um, potentially, I will do some isometrics in some of the positions just to get my spine feeling what it's like to be in positions more so than trying to train myself for the golf swing. And then I will usually wrap that up with some sort of plyos or kettlebell work since I do not have medicine balls at home. I usually do some swings, some snatches, some cleans, something in that realm and I will do some sort of jumping either vertical or within the frontal plane, maybe even in the transverse plane. Um, those can be different depending on whatever I'm feeling like and that's how I kind of wrap things up and then if I have time I'm getting out to the to the driving range and I start working through my wedges and then I'll work my way up through the longer clubs, and I'll finish off with my driver, and I usually will save a few balls at the end, somewhere in the ballpark of like eight, and I just have my PRGR monitor set up, and I am just working on swinging as hard and as fast as possible, so I can just feel, okay, this is what my, you know, normal is when I get here. I'm trying to feel what faster is, so when I get out to the golf course, I am primed and ready to swing faster than what I would have when I got there, for sure. And hopefully, that's going to be at my upper levels of my my golf swing. Clubhead speeds hitting 95 miles per hour to 100 miles per hour. That's kind of where, when I'm on and I'm feeling good and I'm feeling fast, that's where I am demonstrating on the golf course. I think the highest I've hit is like 102 or something like that. Hopefully, next season I'm telling you a different tune, but. That's where um, the numbers are, are are falling at the moment. When I'm warming up, my goal to leave my apartment feeling better than before I started my warm up. Okay, if you did that and that's how you feel, you did a great job. And I know I did a good job when I get there and I'm swinging well off the first tee. When I'm when I'm cold and I'm playing golf. My typical misses on those first few holes are going to be top and the ball. I have a really hard time getting down on the ball, staying in my positions, and it, it ends up some tops and really bad shots. So when I'm warmed up, that is a lot less likely to happen. It still happens, trust me. Um, but it's a, it's a big, big difference as far as how well I'm able to get into the positions, make contact, and that can be the difference between one or two really bad holes to get started or one or two decent holes to really get that round. And I think for anyone from a mental perspective now, if you can get out there in your first three holes, you're just hitting rockets and you feel comfortable, that's going to have long-term benefits across the board to the end of your round because it's gonna put you in a good mindset. If you start those first two, three holes and you're hitting bad shots and you're scoring poorly, it's going to have a negative impact unless you have a really good, um, strong mental attitude and you can kind of really get over those things. So Outside of feeling better, decreasing risk of injury, and all those things, I think there is a huge mental component. When you can get out there, you can feel good on those first swings. You're not stiff. You're not achy. You're swinging hard. You're making good contacts. You're scoring well, all because you did a good warm up. That is going to give you a significant advantage over anyone you play with. Um, and it will make your round a little bit more enjoyable. And I think that's in itself worth the, the the small period of time that you have to, to warm up. And I know you may be thinking that you're busy, you don't have time, um, but try to prioritize 15 minutes before you leave your house. Spend three to five minutes on each section that we talked about, hitting some sort of Muscle activation, hitting some sort of dynamic warm up, hitting some sort of positional movement skill work like disassociation, and then doing some plyometric work, speed work right before you um, leave the house. And I guarantee you that you are going to feel much different and much better when you get out there. So, hopefully, with this episode, I have given you the tools to warm up properly. And hopefully, I've convinced you to at least start that process. And I think once you can get into that process, once you've done this a few times, once you've gotten that habit going, um, it's going to be something that you don't want to stop. So thank you guys again for your ears. Um, If you guys have any questions for me, let me know, support at PowerForPerformance.com. You can shoot me an email um, or you can reach out on Instagram at DPT. And I know I mentioned about the PRGR monitors and I mentioned um, things within that, well, not things within that nature, but I was going to say Superspeed. Um, They are all in one company, Superspeed, the PRGR monitor, you can get on their website. I do have a coupon code for 10% off. I will leave that um, coupon code in the show notes for you guys. Head to the show notes, dpt.com backslash Fitness for the Fairways, and you will find all of um, the show notes for all the episodes right there and then. So if you do not have access to something inside iTunes where most of you listen, um, you will be able to hit all the links and all the information for any episode um, through the show notes on the website. Thank you guys again for, for tuning in, and I'll see you guys back here next week.